Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. Arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Good morning. Good morning. It's hour two of Mornings with Carmen on the Faith Radio Network. Thank you so much for including me in your day. All right, I've been sharing holiday hints each and every day of December um, on Facebook. You can just go to Facebook and search for Mornings with Carmen. Yeah, because that seemed so much easier. So go to Facebook, search for Mornings with Carmen, and you can get the holiday hints each and every day. Yesterday, we talked about decorating a room around a theme or a color scheme. The day before that, I talked about, um, yeah, how I get organized for all the people that... (laughs) we do gifts for and it's not like we do a lot of gifts but we do a gift for a lot of people and how I keep all of that organized at my house which you know gives you a little insight into the zaniness around here today I'm going to share what our family is doing this advent so um, join me a little bit later today on Facebook if you um, want to follow me at mornings with Carmen that'd be an easy way to do that also, here's some exciting news. Faith Radio's Reading Through the Bible Study of First Peter is now available on the YouVersion app. How cool is that? Um, we are right now in Faith Radio's Reading Through the Bible Advent Study, but it's really um, cool that our First Peter study is now available on the YouVersion app. It's the most widely used Bible app in the world, um, and it means that you know God is going to be able to um, amplify his word um, in places that you and I will never set foot to people you and I will not meet this side of heaven. And, um, and so thank you to each and every person who has made a financial gift to Faith Radio, because it's things like this that your gifts make possible. Um, the extension into new media and the ability to, you know, be, be fully staffed in a way that means that we can take advantage of new opportunities when they emerge, because everything takes like a person to convert something and make it happen and build the relationship and um, and move into new technologies and social media and on and on and on and on and on. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again to each and every one of you who um, support Faith Radio through your, your financial gifts. And obviously, as the end of the year approaches, um, you're going to hear us asking um, for year-end giving. And so if uh, if you've got some year-end giving resources to distribute. We'd love it if you would consider Faith Radio as a part of that plan. A few headlines today. I, I so wish that these headlines were like, oh, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Sadly, um, they're not. They're basically about war on earth in various forms and places and stages, stages of development. So let's be praying um, afresh today for the people of Kherson in the Ukraine. Um, the people of Kherson are facing a particularly brutal reality. Uh, you're saying to yourself, oh, but I thought Kherson was recently liberated, like just a month ago, by Ukrainian forces having been held for months um, by by Russia. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, But it's now like literally the front line. So the Russians withdrew to the other side of the river. They blew up the bridge. Um, and the people of Kherson are now literally sitting um, 
you know, on the front line of a war. And it is brutal. And it's getting very cold there. There is no power. It's very difficult for resources to reach Kherson. Um, and so lots of stories uh, coming out of desperation. Um, and we just need to be praying afresh and anew and not lose sight of what's happening there. There is a, um, a really interesting uh, sort of behind-the-lines story that has emerged. This one is about um, the way hospitals, particularly maternity wards, have hidden children from um, Russian deportation. So one of the weapons of war that Russia has used is the deporting of Ukrainian children to Russia, um, raising them as their own. Um, Thousands of children have been seized from schools and orphanages um, in Ukraine during Russia's um, occupation in particular areas. And in Kherson, there are a thousand children who have been identified as having been seized and um, their whereabouts are still unknown. So the hospital in Kherson actually invented diseases for um, babies who were in their care, who whose parents had abandoned them. Um, and, you know, these these technically terminally ill children who weren't terminally ill at all, these were made up diseases, um, couldn't be transported, right, when the Russians came to take the babies. Um, on the outskirts of Kherson, um, in another village, a director for uh, for the Center for Social and Psychological Rehabilitation um, falsified paperwork of 52 orphaned and vulnerable children. Um, he said, look, these are my kids, and it seemed as if I did not hide them, then my children would simply be taken away from me um, by the Russians to an unknown future. And so we want to um, we want to be lifting up and upholding people of such great courage um, who are you know, trying to raise babies in the midst of this frontline war um, and be praying for them today as well. All right. Um, Linda Mental joins us uh, frequently, and we talk about all of the challenges that we face in our homes and particularly in relationship to our health and mental health. So she and I are going to talk about kids coming home for the holidays, um, what we should expect to be in their hearts and minds and how we might engage them in conversation. We're also going to talk about getting organized for Christmas. Yep, getting organized. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Dr. Linda Mental joins us now. You can hear her at the Dr. Linda Mental Show here on the Faith Radio Network. You can find her at drlindamental.com. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Good. I'm doing okay with everything that's going on. I'm glad we're talking about some of that. <laughs> so um, students are going to return home um, for the holidays, many of them for the first time. Um, since they left in August or September. They don't come back as the same people we sent off to school. They've experienced things that are very, very different than the things that we would have experienced, um, you know, when we went to school a generation ago. Um, Talk with us about how to talk with them and maybe some expectations, realistic and unrealistic, that we have going into the holidays. Well, the first thing, I think, Carmen, really simple thing that we have to remember is most of them have come off of an exhausting couple of weeks with exams. So they are 
they are fried in terms of, you know, their their stress levels have been high. They've been studying. They're trying to complete everything for the semester and then getting ready to come home. So I remember this, and I don't think this has changed, and I know it's been a lot of years, but same with my kids when they came home. They were exhausted. So the very first day, um, we made sure that we just let them sleep in, take it easy, sort of adjust to, you know, having traveled, being back and decompressing from those exams and everything that they were doing to end the semester. So I think that's good to keep in mind because when you're a parent, do you want to, you know, you want to know what's going on? How's it going? Talk to me. And especially if you've had a a child who's been struggling a little bit and that adjusting maybe their first semester as a freshman, you're really wanting to get into what's going on. We need to talk about this. Let's make sure, you know, especially if your child's been saying, I don't know if I want to go back. I maybe want to leave. I don't like it. And part of that is the the normal adjustment. So first things first is just let them relax, let them decompress, you know, give them some space and give them some time to sort of re-enter into the family system. But I think then we need to start thinking about what's going on in their lives developmentally at this point. And this is part of launching. So this is a a family step that every child takes. And whether you're you have a child who goes into the work world and you know leaves home and gets their own apartment, gets a job, goes into the work world, or you have a child coming back from college where they're preparing for their their major independence after after school. You have to start thinking, okay, they're launching, their independence is growing. Um, they're going to start making some changes. It's going to disrupt our normal family dynamic. And that's healthy and that's normal. But it takes some adjustment on everybody's part to recognize there's some growing independence there. And I need to respect that as a parent. So I think one of the first things is, you know, not to comment. Uh, too heavily on anything you notice that's changed. So like, what what kind of hairstyle is that? Or what did you do? Oh my gosh, did you get a nose ring? You know, that kind of thing. Because part of what's happening is that they're expressing their independence. Now we hope they do it in a godly way and we hope it isn't something that takes them away from their faith. But that's something a lot of parents have to contend with as well, is that they're not in the environment that may that you raise them in and now they're being exposed to a lot of different ideas and a lot of different opinions. Yeah, and you got to prepare them before they leave. Like right, you've you right. you've essentially um I mean like right when they're coming home from college, they're coming home as an adult. And uh and yet they still live under your roof and they still probably rely on your financial resources and their brains are not fully developed until they're like 25. Right. And so yeah. like all of that is going on um and so you know we want to be the people who welcome them home, allow for them, allow for home to be a place where they can genuinely rest and reboot, um allow for them to make decisions about what they do and do not participate in over the holidays because like right they're adults. They may not want to do all the things that you imagine that they should want to do because they're your child. Like it's a challenge. It's a huge challenge. And I think that talking about it, um, you know, is important. Well, and I, I think, I think a couple of really common things that come up, it came up for me, it came up for my kids and it comes up for a lot of people that I talk to. And that is, you know, 
the whole idea of curfew. So they've been mm. at college. They've had no curfew. You know, they can stay up all night if they want to, and they don't have a time that they have to go to bed. So this is one that I, I noticed in family therapy would come up during the holidays is that, you know, they were fighting, there were conflicts around curfew, going out, being with your friends. And, you know, it's different when you're in your parents' house and, you know, we're both parents. We know that this is true. Even if I know they're somewhere and they're not in by two o'clock in the morning, I don't go to sleep. I mean, I mm-hmm. try to sleep, but I'm always like, when I hear the door, when I hear them come in, I know they're safe. And I think that's just a, a parenting built-in, you know, concern for your child for safety. So that's a really difficult transition for parents because they might go out and be with some friends or reconnecting with high school friends or, you know, somebody that they know maybe from their college who's in their in their town now. And you may not be as comfortable with their them going out or not having the normal curf- curfew that they had when they were in high school. So you have to you have to have those conversations. You have to talk about that. And it's hard because um, I did want to give them some space with that, but I knew I couldn't sleep until they were in the door. But we didn't make this a conflict. We just talked about it. We set some ground rules. And after that, we were good. So a lot of this is, you know, talking about the expectations and thinking through how is this going to be different and not making this a time of conflict. You've mm-hmm. got them for a couple of weeks. Um, at, at, at the holidays, especially other holidays, not so, not so long, but this one, you have a little bit of a chance to let them readjust, come in and they may, they may see differences in the house. They may be, you know, in the, in the one, I remember one a young adult said to me, my room was an office when I got mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and I had to sleep somewhere else. And I, I don't know, she, she said, it just made me unsettled. But I, you know, wish my parents would have told me so I could have just, I don't know, be prepared for that. And when I, when I spoke to the parents, they said, what was the big deal? They're not here anyway. And I said, well, it's that talking about what has changed, (laughs) what, what is different and the adjusting, because from the child's point of view, they're leaving all their safety, or maybe it isn't a safe place at home and they're trying to adjust to that. That's another whole conversation, but let's say home is a good place. And they're leaving all of that and they're trying to make their way and they need some markers of transition that are similar. And so just giving them a heads up of, you know, you're still going to be here, but you're going to be with a little bit difference or we made some changes and just letting them know. And then doing some things that are really family traditions during the holiday. Again, they may not participate in them all, but I find that a lot of young adults like to come back and deal with traditions. And actually, I wrote an article on this not too long ago that millennials were complaining that they didn't have a lot of tra- uh, traditions in their families. Mm. And they really wanted that. We actually talked about that in one of our radio shows uh, on Faith Radio on the weekend. Um, we talked about millennials are craving traditions, want traditions. So I think this is a great time for family members to have a little bit of a conversation and say, what would be fun to do what is a, tra- a tradition we used to do? I-, I remember when we lived in Virginia Beach, Carmen, we would go to this crazy lights on the beach and you would drive your car on the boardwalk. And be- at the beginning of the-, the drive, they would give you hot cocoa and a CD to put in um, as you're with Christmas music, as you're That's driving so along the boardwalk of the beach and you're seeing these lights that go out over the waters. And mm. it's a little hokey. And my kids were no, older. but it's totally fun. They wanted yeah. to do it. They were like, yeah, "That's a tradition. We yeah. have to do our traditions." So think about that. Think about making positive moments for your kids. All right. Let me just warn uh, Mia and Larry. When you go home to your house at Christmas, uh, I know because she's my sister. Your rooms have been repurposed. 
<clears throat> so you still have beds, but you, you that might be it. Um, all right. So, yeah, it's uh, it's different. Things change for sure. We're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Linda Mental in just a moment. We're going to talk about getting organized for Christmas. How organized are you? Let's think about the year's end and another beginning. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show we do on the Faith Radio Network every day. There is a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources waiting for you to take advantage of and share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. Be sure to check us out on social media as well. Um, This is a community of believers, and we gather together here and We all need prayer, and, well, we'd love to pray for you. The Faith Radio team is serious about prayer. We pray for specific requests every single week when we gather on Tuesdays and Thursdays as a staff. So share your prayer request with us anonymously and securely on our website at MyFaithRadio.com, and then be assured of our prayers for you in the Spirit of Christ. Check it all out at MyFaithRadio.com. Continuing our conversation with Dr. Linda Mental, you can find her at drlindamental.com, including um, the article that we're about to discuss, which is that we need to get organized for Christmas and we need help doing it. So help us get organized, Linda. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job of doing that for the listeners, but I will give them a little bit extra here if they look at the blog. And and then there's a link on there that gives all kinds of ideas uh, that are probably not as good as yours, Carmen, but they're there for the help. Listen, we're doing a show this weekend on uh, Are You Over Christmas? This is the weekend show on MyFaithRadio.com, the Dr. Linda Mintel show. And it's Are You Over Christmas? And it's going to hit three areas, overeating, overspending and overstressed. We don't want you to be over any of those. Uh, We want you to get over those. And one of the ways that you do that is by planning. And I know that there are not, everybody in the world is organized. I'm an organized person. I have friends who are adrenaline junkies who wait to the last minute because they get excited by that. And then everything is just kind of crazy at the end. So what we're trying to do is think ahead, think ahead, budget, Make a budget for Christmas. Make sure that you're not overspending. It's really easy to do, as we all know, especially with online online sites, um, because the money doesn't feel real. It just feels like you're clicking and you're buying things. And then in January, you're majorly stressed by what you spent. Um, and then overeating. It's not one thing we think about too often, but really you have to pace yourself during the holidays and think about you know what is going to happen now. Let me just say that the average person doesn't gain five pounds during the holiday. It's more like a pound. But what the research shows is that that carries into January and it's much more difficult to get rid of. So I'm just suggesting you make some planning. You think about bringing a healthy snack to a gathering so you have someplace you can park and munch and not be you know, grabbing Christmas cookies here and there all the time. And then you think about what you're spending and then organizing with the gift part of it, which you've talked about, in terms of planning. Who am I going to buy for? What do I need to get? So that the last minute stress is not hitting you. And that's the whole point of this, is the stress. We don't want you in a constant chronic stress activation point because that's going to do damage to your body. So a little self-care in the middle of all this process, making sure you're eating well, getting some sleep getting out and exercising and making a lot of lists, not whether you're naughty or nice. These are lists of planning things you need to do to get, to get to the the goal of Christmas. Yeah. And, and fasting from overspending 
fasting from overstressing, like, and, and if I just fasting from overeating, like if I remind myself of that and then I remain steadfast and I hold fast to that, which is good, like I slow down and I don't go so fast and that helps too. So um, all of those are um, helpful reminders from Dr. Linda Mental. You can find the blog we're talking about today at drlindamental.com. It'll also be in the show notes for today. Need to get organized for Christmas? Here is help. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old. Yes, I know it is the first week of December, but I want to talk about 2023. I want to have, I want to start a conversation about how we're going to start the new year and how we're going to live on purpose as people of significance in 2023. So we're going to live on purpose. We're going to live for God's purpose. How do we do that? How do we stay on track? You know, does God really use ordinary people like you and me um, to advance his purposes in this generation? Yes, he does. But we need help um, getting a hold of all of that. So we are going to talk with um, with uh, an author um, and a, a person who just really motivates um, people around her to get in touch with what God has to say about our value, our worth, and our significance, and then get on with living his purpose. So the book is A Little Goes a Long Way. Rachel Adams is the author, and she's going to join us next. A Little Goes a Long Way, a little work, a little conversation, a little effort, a little gratitude, a little forgiveness, bit by bit, little bit by little bit. We're going to live on purpose and with significance in 2023. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Rachel Adams joins us now. You can find what we're discussing. You can find her podcast, free resources, and more information about the book at rachelkadams.com. Rachel, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Hey, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to be here and have this conversation today. We're thrilled to have you with us. A little goes a long way. Um, I love, I love this approach. I love the conversational style. The book, the book is, is, it's like physically beautiful. Talk with us about um, your passion for this, what you've learned along the way. I love, I mean, you've already done some podcasts related to this and had conversations with people about, you know, a little presence going a long way or a little group or a little um, quiet. Talk with us about a little going a long way. Yeah, this has become, you know, it's such a familiar saying. It's something we've talked about, like a little perfume or a little makeup or a little spice. Mm. But I, I really thought about like, what does this mean uh, from the Christian lens? You know, and it was it was through the struggle of wanting to be significant, but feeling like my life was too small and too insignificant. And so it was this tension and this wrestling in my own life, because at the end of the day, I'm a 
small town Kentucky girl. My life is very ordinary. Most of the time mundane, you know, you wake up and I mean, I'm even thinking this morning, I had my coffee, a little bit of quiet time. I packed my kids lunches, took my dogs on a walk, got my kids to school, having a conversation with you. And sometimes we can just go about our days, you know, doing laundry and making beds or answering phone calls, whatever our days are made up of. And we can go to bed and think, Lord, did any of this matter today? But yet Mm. we want our lives to matter. And so it was this wrestling and this this tension that I was feeling. And so I went to God's word. And uh, the more I looked to his wisdom in scripture, the more I realized a significant life is actually simpler and maybe smaller than we think. Yeah. You talk about ordinary people. You give lots of biblical examples of ordinary people that God used for his greatness. Maybe give us a couple examples of that. You know, I wrote 52 days to a significant (laughs) life, but I joke that I could have written 365 because as God tends to do in scripture, the more we key in on a subject, the more it seems like it comes to mind and we can find it even more. And that was the case as I was studying the scriptures, you know, from the very beginning, God created us from dust. He created us from something simple and small. And then you look at life, uh, the life of like David. He was the youngest in his family. He was overlooked by his own father, but yet that's who God used to um, be king and defeat Goliath with a sling and a stone. The same was true of Gideon. He was the youngest and least in his clan, and yet God used him and in fact dwindled down his army so that then he could defeat the much larger Midianites. And then you look at women like Esther and Mary, who who were young women in their day, and Esther, an orphan. And look at how God used those women, Esther, to save an entire people group, and Mary to bring the Savior into the world. And so over and over and over again, and, and all the way in the, to the New Testament, you look at how, how Jesus chose his disciples, fishermen and zealots and tax collectors, people that were just going about their ordinary uh, jobs in many ways. And that's who God chose to partner and use to do great things in his kingdom. And the same is true for us today. We're talking with Rachel Adams. The book is A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Yes, we have copies to give away. You can text the word book to 877-933-2484 to enter that drawing. Um, I want to talk about the word significance, and I want you to help us like balance. I guess balance is the word. Um, we want to be significant, but we also want to be people who make the name of Jesus famous and not our own. That's a struggle, I think. Um, we desire to do great things for God, and yet we want God to be the one that gets the glory. Can you talk a little bit about what significance means from God's perspective? Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. It, it isn't a prideful um motive. You know, it, we would, yes, we do want to be pure in heart. It's not about making our names great. You know, that was what they did at the Tower of Babel. It was like, we, we, you know, and always trying to idolize other people and idolize ourselves. We need to keep God in his rightful place, but we also need to know, and my favorite verse to kind of describe this is in Ephesians 2.10. We are God's workmanship, which means we're his masterpiece, his poem. We are created in his image. And so we do have this inherent significance 
already. We're fearfully and wonderfully made just because he created us without us doing anything. And so that's kind of part one of this whole scenario. And it's because of him, because we are believers and because he's, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. That's what makes us significant apart from anything that we do. You know, when I think about this, I think about my own children. I'm a mother of two. And when, when they were first placed into my arms, they had not done anything. And I loved them just because of who they are and who they were, who God created them to be. Um, but then that second part of that Ephesians 2 to 10 verse says, we are God's workmanship created in advance to do good works. Um, and so he does have important work for us to do while we're here or else we wouldn't be here. And so every day, every moment, there's an opportunity that God has for us to partner with him. So our job is really just to say, yes, Lord, I say yes to you as my Lord and Savior. And I say yes to whatever the Holy Spirit you prompt me to do today, whatever that may be, I'm willing, I'm going to offer you the little I have. It sometimes may feel unseen and unworthy and insignificant, but I'm going to trust that you, Lord, are going to take it a long way. We're talking with Rachel Adams. The book is A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Um, I, I love um, I love this desire to understand ourselves rightly as instruments of God's um, grace, as ambassadors of his kingdom, um, as tools in his toolbox, right? That we are created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. And it really is up to him how he uses us, when he uses us, for how long, to what significance. And we we can't always tell that from our perspective, right? I mean, in the midst of it, you can't necessarily tell um, how God is using you or what's happening today to accomplish his will, because it might not come to pass, even in this generation, um, let alone, you know, in, in the time frame that you can recognize it. Yeah, I this is this is a big struggle because we are tempted to even read I think the Bible in this way. We look at really the big moments in people's lives. Take David again, for example. You know, many times he was spent his time shepherding in the field. He spent playing his harp. He spent, you know, having sharing meals and um, spending time with family and and friends, maybe, and in battle. But yet, we just look at those highlight moments in his lives, and we can read his life in in one sitting in one hour. But we forget that you know, many, many, many years transpired during many decades. And so the same is true in our lives. I think with a, you know, these biblical characters probably didn't realize that we would still be talking about them and their lives and their choices, their faithfulness and their failures, <laughs> even, even still today. And another example that I, that I think about is, is Paul, you know, Paul, he lived kind of a hard life. If you really look at his, he was shipwrecked and hungry and in prison. And he was doing something as simple as writing letters to churches in that season. And we're still reading those letters and impacted by his words today. And I don't know that he probably knew that when he was writing them from that prison cell. And so I think that when we look at their lives and how God has used them, we have to believe and trust that he's going to use us in the same way. The things that we may consider um, really small too, I just believe that God is going to one day in heaven, someday he will show us like, look at all these things and how all this made sense and and um, the beauty and in, in what I did through you in your life. So you've made me think about um, 
other characters in scripture. And, um, you know, we might think of David and we might think of Jonathan and we might think of the ways that God used each of them. But you got me thinking about um, a child of Jonathan, a son of Jonathan named Mephibosheth. And the the fact that, you know, like Jonathan has this crippled child and he hides him for fear that he'd be killed. And then David, when he's king, has Mephibosheth at his table every day, um, showing the kindness of God to Mephibosheth for the kindness that Jonathan showed to him. Like it's this, you and I can't know. We can't know. We can't even know how God is going to care for our crippled children a generation from now. But we trust that we do today what is necessary for them for their care, for their nurture. And we trust that God has a plan and he is going to use what may seem insignificant today for a great purpose in the future. Um, and so I just want to, it's such an encouraging word that God uses small things and people who may feel small. Um, a little goes a long way is the book. Rachel Adams is the author, 52 Days to a Significant Life. If you're interested in entering the drawing for the copies we have to give away today, Text the word book to 877-933-2484. We're going to continue our conversation with Rachel in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Hey, did you hear the news recently? There are now 8 billion people in the world. My name's Carmen LeBurge. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Here at Faith Radio, we are telling the whole world about Jesus and helping believers live out their faith every day. If you'd like to help us do that, you're still needed. Your financial support changes lives. You can make a difference with your gift right now at MyFaithRadio.com. Help us reach the world for Jesus Christ. A little goes a long way. It's a good turn of phrase. We hear it often. What does it mean? Um as it grows out of and is applied to the life of a Christian, a little goes a long way. 52 Days to a Significant Life. Rachel Adams is here with us. She's the author of the book. You can text the word book to 877-933-2484 to enter the drawing for the copies of A Little Goes a Long Way that we have to give away today. If you're thinking about what are you going to do in 2023 in terms of um, a devotional practice uh, that goes beyond just a conversation and actually into application, this is a really good one. A little goes a long way. Talk with us about that, Rachel. This goes beyond, um, hey, looking at people in scripture or who God uses. And this is uh, this actually like gets into the business of our lives. You have an action plan and a prayer for each uh, for each reading. Yeah, this this is so important because especially going into the new year, sometimes our goals can just seem so insurmountable. You know, it's like you look at where you want to be and where you are now and you're like, how in the world am I ever going to get there? And, you know, so the devotional actually starts with a little beginning goes a long way. And it's based out of Zechariah 410 that says, do not despise small beginnings because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And so, you know, start today by just saying, God, what is it you want me to begin or maybe begin again? Because so often some of those goals and resolutions, maybe we haven't, you know, persevered through and haven't accomplished what we thought that we might want to. And, you know, that 
that verse in Zechariah comes from um, the the Jews were wanting to rebuild the temple that David, that we just mentioned earlier, and Solomon um, had already built. And they were looking at what had already been built. And in comparison, what they were doing didn't seem big enough or significant enough. And I think that that's what happens to us. You know, culture tells us bigger is better. And we're looking around at everybody else's life and thinking that what they're doing is bigger than what we're doing or more important than what we're doing. And we can even look at seasons, past seasons seasons in our own life and compare to what we used to be able to do, whether, um, you know, whether you were used to be working or you were raising a family and now you're like, well, now what am I supposed to do is what mm-hmm. I'm doing here at home or here at work? Does it even matter? And so here in this verse in Zechariah, it says the Lord just rejoices to see the work begin. And it's because the Lord is on the inside of the temple because he's on the inside of us. That's what makes it significant. And so to your point about just goals and, and what we want to do in this this next year, um, I just think we just need to trust that God is going to use it all. I, by no means do, do I want to uh, demonize big things. God certainly works in big, miraculous ways. That's evident in scripture. But I also don't want us to discount the small ways that he is also working, that um, he, as we see in scripture again, the fish and the loaves and the widow and her two coins and all the little things. He works Little by little, you know, even God at the very beginning in creation in Genesis, he he created the world, the universe in six days and rested on the seventh. He could have done it all um, in a moment with a snap of his fingers instantaneously. But for whatever reason, God worked little by little. And so the same is true for us. Whatever we're going to be doing, we are going to work little by little. So what's the next little step? Take that small step. Be faithful in those small ways, however he's leading you and just begin. I love that. I love the invitation to take one step little by little. Like you don't you don't get to your destination um, immediately. It just doesn't, we don't move at the speed of light, right? Um, But we can move little by little, step by step, um, take it a day at a time. Those might be phrases that you say to yourself, wow, I just need to write those down and I just need to remember that in my walk of faith. And I need to take each next faithful step. Take the next faithful step. Um, A little does go a long way. The book is A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. I want to give you the opportunity, Rachel, to talk a little bit about your podcast because um, I have enjoyed it and I think um, our listeners would enjoy it as well. No, oh, that's really nice of you. I It has been the best gift that God has given me, one of the best gifts, because I get to have conversations like this with people um, of the faith that I admire and I'm inspired by and encouraged by and equipped by in my own walk and feel like that I, I pray that the people that listening uh, experience the same thing. And this season, especially, you know, each of these days, like you mentioned, a little group or a little presence or a little invitation or a little dream or a little walk, whatever the the day may be in the devotion, we then each week are going, because there's 52 days in the devotion, if you want to read it that way, we're taking it throughout the entire year this season. And so each week we're focusing and I'm having conversations with other people um, that we can really dive deeper into each of these concepts. How do we apply this. Yes, I tell a story in the devotional from my own life. I walk through, you know, a biblical narrative, give a prayer and a little task. But again, I want to have these conversations so we can really apply it and move forward um, in our own lives, because that's the key. We want to walk out our faith. We don't want to just be hearers of God's word, but we want to be doers as well. How can we encourage you? 
we like to, you know, we like to be the people that don't just um, take from those who come to share with us, but we like to give. Um, how can we encourage you today? Oh, Carmen, you know, honestly, I'm still walking out this journey. Uh, by no means do I still have it all together. You know, I still look at my days and struggle with this performance mindset. You know, we can look mm-hmm. at other people and, and, and numbers and, um, and just kind of wonder, like, does any of this matter? <laughs> you know, do I, do I need to stay the course? How can I, um, just continue to persevere in my faith and, and do what I feel like God's called me to do. And so right now I'm in a season of what do I say yes to? What do I say no to? Um, and, and just wanting to, I think the biggest thing is I want to um, make sure that I'm keeping my priorities in line, that my family is my first ministry and um, this online uh, writing and podcasting ministry, it needs to stay second. Um, and so I guess my prayer is, is to, to keep my priorities straight and then to realize that my significance comes not from what I do, but just simply for who I am as well. Okay, we're going to pray for you um, in that way. Father, we bear up our sister Rachel. We thank you so much um, for the beauty of her life and witness. We thank you for the fellowship and the spirit we enjoy with her. We thank you for the ways that you are communicating through her, through your written um, word. Um, And we thank you for the blessing of, of her writing, not only in this book, but online. We thank you for the blessing of her podcast. But Father, we want, um, we want you to answer her prayer this day, um, the prayer of discernment, knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to, to keep her priorities in order with her family first, and Father, to stay the course that you have set before her. Thank you for using her as a beautiful instrument of your grace, and thank you for advancing your kingdom purposes in and through her life um, into ours. We thank you for the walk of faith we enjoy together in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, we loved having you. Thank you so much. Um, You guys can visit with Rachel and find her online. Rachel Adams. Uh Uh-oh, nope. There's an initial in there. K. RachelKAdams.com. I was looking at her social feeds, which are Rachel Adams author. So RachelKAdams.com. You can text the word book to us at 877-933-2484 to enter the drawing for A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. All right, you need to visit us at MyFaithRadio.com. We're doing this really cool thing called Give Hope for Christmas. Who is on your heart to bless this Christmas? Um, Faith Radio would like to help. And so if you go to MyFaithRadio.com, you can click there on Give Hope for Christmas. Here's what we're doing. This Christmas, um, we are going to... We're going to give a gift of a $500 Visa gift card to um to someone that you nominate and so you need to nominate someone um we know that five hundred dollars doesn't change the world but it can change the journey and we can encourage someone on their journey so as you think of people that could use encouragement um this christmas ask god to lay on your heart um what part you might play in being a blessing to those around you so pray for people um move into their lives in significant ways, talk with them, encourage them, offer a kind word, 
uh, offer them the fellowship of your presence. And then, you know, if there's somebody that you're just like, all right, this is a person that God has laid heavy upon my heart, and I want to nominate them for Faith Radio's Give Hope for Christmas gift, then come to MyFaithRadio.com and nominate them. Um, and we would uh, we would love to, um, to share uh, an expression of God's goodness with, uh, with a person or a family this Christmas. So help us do that. All right, there's a lot of other great resources at MyFaithRadio.com as well. If you're not already, you can sign up for um, our Reading the Bible Together Advent series that we are engaged in right now. This week's word is peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Those seem good words here at the conclusion of today's conversation. Let's receive the peace of Christ that passes all understanding and let's share it with others. Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, right? Um, God sent his son as a gift of peace. Let's be sure we open it this morning and give people the very peace of Christ today and not just another peace of our mind. Thank you so much for listening uh, to Mornings with Carmen. Love it if you would share today's program with someone else and join me on Facebook at Mornings with Carmen for today's holiday hint a little later today. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, Click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.